Okay, recording in progress. That's the sound. Uh, so hello, everyone. Welcome to SEO Happy Hour. I'm Adriana Vujadin, and I'm SEO Manager and Coach for SEO Professionals. Uh, welcome to uh, Wednesday sessions. I think I will remove this to the, the, some of the days when people can easily join. But for now, I ne really need to admit that actually I don't have any alcohol with myself, even <laughs> it's SEO happy hour, because just like before the, the, the call, I, I check my fridge and all the beers and like all alcohol has been gone. So that's... <laughs> That's my true. So uh, today's session, it will be very interesting. And even from our initial call uh, with our today's guest, with, which is Adriana Stein. And uh, besides the very nice name that you have. <laughs> I know, right? It's the best. <laughs> it's the best one. Yeah. I can't think about any other name. I think people will uh able to learn a lot from you, especially from the SEO standpoint, also PPC standpoint and the agency owner. So maybe uh, our like, uh, I, I can't say maybe secret wishes for all of us is actually be an agency owner. But uh, let, let's, let's uh, take a deep uh, look how actually it is to be an agency owner on one of the digital agencies. So uh, Adriana, thank you so much for joining and uh, we can kick off with your actually SEO journey and how you uh, kick the SEO uh, world. I remember it was very interesting. So uh, America, uh, one American to Hamburg, how does it <laughs> came from? Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a very interesting story for sure. Um, the short version is uh, basically, I originally moved to Hamburg to do my master's degree um, and I didn't get into the university program um, because I missed a German test by three points, which is very frustrating. Um, but, you know, life happens because uh, I, I spent um, some time studying German and in the end that benefited me a lot more because I could start um, working instead. So um, the foreigner's office basically uh, didn't really give me a whole lot of choice about what I could do because my degree wasn't recognized here. And they're like, well, instead, why don't you try doing like some freelance, you know, some kind of freelance work? Um, and so uh, I talked to a friend of mine. And she told me about this website called eBay Kleinanzeigen, which is like small ads, um, German website. Uh, and you can just write on there like what your skills are. Um, and through there, uh, I was actually able to get some clients because of my language skills, um, being a native English speaker. So originally from That the is US, something we um, all want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of just fell into my lap, but you know, when, when you, when you need to survive because I didn't have any other income here and I'd, I'd spent, you know, a lot of money trying to learn German in German language school, I had, I had a, had to find a way to survive. So, um, that's what I started doing. And I found, um, some clients who needed help basically with like content writing and translations because of my language skills that applied really well. And it was like, you know, kind of a junior level thing. So I didn't need any experience and they were going to do some training with me and luckily enough then I could stay um, with both of them for around a year and actually worked in the office in German in one of them which was very scary <laughs> but um, 
through that, I was able to get um, a whole like training on SEO. And I didn't even really know that it existed before that. So it was never my intention to go into SEO. Um, but that's what I ended up doing. And um, I just kind of kept going with what was working. And I found out it was a pretty in-demand skill, um, both SEO and then also my language capabilities, because a lot of German companies uh, wanted help with um, creating content for English markets. And so that's kind of where I got my start. And then, yeah, demand for that grew. And then we expanded from there uh, up until now we have my agency where we support uh, clients in 30 plus languages and holistic uh, international marketing. So um, SEO, PPC, um, brand strategy, email marketing, we're super growth focused. And the funny thing is now we actually, it's kind of flip-flopped um, from what I started doing, helping helping German companies go out. Now I'm kind of more so helping other companies come into Germany, but it's it's funny how... <laughs> how things kind of, you know, fall into place. So, I mean, in the end, I guess it was a very good thing that I failed this uh, test and, and didn't spend a lot of time studying when I had a different calling. So yeah, sometimes every... uh, when one door closes, another one opens. And everything <laughs> happens for some reason, but yeah. sometimes it's very hard to actually see that purpose. And also a lot of people can just like admit that actually... Uh, even they they want something so badly even if they don't achieve maybe it's better for them so yeah yeah all right so you started as a freelancer can we talk about yeah. some challenges that you had on daily basis basically it's first time that you are hearing about seo and you need to do uh, some tasks so what kind of like challenges you had at that time yeah i mean i think the biggest difficulty for me in the freelance world in the beginning was actually related to rates, like just, um, you know, not being able to charge what I thought I was worth um, and, and not getting a lot of respect for that. And I think that was a lot of the difficulty because I, I somehow, I got really lucky in this way that I learned SEO in a very shortcutted way. I think that's because I was always working directly on real projects. And that's why I always suggest to people, you know, don't spend like tons and tons of your time and money on courses and books and stuff. You will learn SEO way, way more quickly if you actually just go and, and you know, work with a real company. Or if you can't do that, then, you know, at least start your own side project and and see what happens with real data. And you you can get the concept rather quickly. So I had the technical expertise um, but I didn't really have like the sales skills and that was a whole other side of things that I didn't really expect to need, but for sure you have to do that. Um, whenever you are self-employed, you have to be able to sell yourself basically. Um, and that's something that took me a lot more time and a lot more like trial and error, really just doing a lot of meetings with people to understand like how how to sell my services, how to talk about myself. Um, you know, confidence was a big thing. It took me a lot of years to build confidence um, and to be assertive. Um, that was really difficult because in my in my private life, um, I'm an introvert. I'm a very quiet person. 
uh, as soon as there's like more than one person in the room, I'm probably not talking very much. I much prefer to listen, but it's funny because now I'm at speaking events like every week. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't say that you are introvert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but that's, that's something that I've, I've had to spend years and years like practicing and practicing and practicing to be able to do that. And that was really, I think the biggest thing that really propelled my career forward was actually getting better at my sales skills. And then, you know, as I got more clients and then also started scaling out um, my agency, you know, it became all about my sales skills um, because I don't um, run our client projects. The project managers do that. So they're in charge of like the tactical strategic part and my role is a lot more in in sales and you know um being kind of like the front of the company and, and having the initial conversations with the clients and understanding what they need um you know putting um like proposals together and things like that and then passing them on to my team to actually execute because uh i couldn't uh, i couldn't run all the projects myself it's just not possible. So sometimes that's also still a, a question um, I get with some um, companies who would like to work together is they they can come sometimes expect like I'm going to run everything and I'm like, no, 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 I'm one person. Yeah, <laughs> that is not possible for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're actually kind of like brands and the synonym yes. for your agency. So it's interesting to see that. And what yeah. what helped you the most to gain these skills? Um, experience was, I think, the biggest thing, just doing things over and over and over and, and, and having a lot of meetings, a lot of discovery calls, figuring out what people needed, learning, um, yeah, how to talk about myself, learn what my own skills were so that I could project them to others. And then I think also um, just being involved in communities, honestly, like women in tech SEO or like, you know, communities in general that were focused around women because I felt a lot more in a safer space to kind of get to know people um, and, you know, see what other people are doing, kind of learn from them. And that really helped build up my self-confidence and, and self-confidence is like, it's such a huge part of sales, you know, because if you, if you don't believe in what you're saying, then definitely the person on the other end is not going to believe you either. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it very has easy. to first come come from yourself yeah and it's very actually easy to feel if you're not feeling confident and like secure then definitely clients will not be um will not have have that feeling that actually they are secure in in your hands so yes. it's it's a big part so are you confident now <laughs> um i think it goes back and forth i mean mm -hmm. I have really trained myself to um, be in a certain way in business. And actually, it's it's funny because it's something even my husband has commented on. Like, you know, maybe in the morning, I'm going to be feeling like really, I don't know, tired and just not wanting to do things. And then he's like, I don't know how you do that. You can just like turn on a switch like you you just can jump into a meeting and you're, you're like a whole different person. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I have to for my job. And so I've trained myself to do that. And I just save my, I save my energy for that when I know it's coming. And then, 
when that's done, that I just go back into my shell. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, th- I think yes and no, it depends on, on the time. <laughs> so basically, your husband just needs to schedule a meeting with you and then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So and what has been changed uh, in comparison to these first... Um, first the uh, first years actually of your running the agency and the now like what kind of challenges you are facing and like what's the difference yeah so much has changed um the biggest challenge um which i talked with you in the in the previous meeting about was this um learning how to be a manager that was the next uh, skill that i didn't expect to learn like that's the funny thing you you think that you go into seo to like learn SEO and do SEO. And then you you learn, oh, you also have to learn sales. And then once you grow in your career, no matter whether you're agency or in-house, you actually have to learn management a lot more often than actual SEO. And so that that's the kind of thing that happened to me as well as I was scaling things out and, you know, becoming more and more hands-off from the day-to-day business side of things and, and learning how to find the right people, work with the right people, um, give them the skills they need, um, create a positive work environment, um, build a kind of team culture, um, you know, learning what kinds of questions to ask someone. I think this is really important. Um, open-ended questions and things like this. And, um, you know, trying to look at, um, for example, like if someone makes a mistake with something, um, looking at how how to phrase that conversation, you know, not just, oh, you did this and, you know, like reprimanding. Um, and I'm a really big believer of that rewards are are much more motivating than punishments. And so I think that that mindset has kind of helped me figure out, um, you know, a way of communicating with people. And because, you know, when you run an agency, the agency is run by the people. You You wouldn't have an agency without the people. And so, in fact, they're actually, at the end of the day, more important than clients, because you can get another client. Um, But if you have like a few really good team members who you've worked with a really long time, everyone gets along together really well, they know how things are run, they're super experienced, like that's worth more than a client. And, And sometimes you'd rather tell a, a client goodbye rather than lose that person that you you've spent you know, that long kind of working with and and building a relationship with, because that's very hard to replace. It's very hard to find uh, good people that you really mesh with over years. That's very difficult, especially in marketing and SEO, where things change so quickly and people change careers. And um, that's been the kind of the interesting part of my team is actually the most of the dedicated people um, since I established the agency are still there so oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the so that's, there is a value so yeah I must be doing something right I mean I always ask them like <laughs> I don't know anything I can improve on I'm <laughs> tell us what know. did you do yeah <laughs> just kind of winging it but yeah yeah I mean so I think that's that's one of the biggest challenges is is learning the management side. Um, but then the other side really has just been learning how to scale and different levels of scaling and um, methods of scaling require very different skills. You know, a, a, taking a company from like three clients to 10 clients and 10 clients to 
30 clients or something like that, you have very different challenges. And I think in the beginning, it was finding good people for me, um, just to, to figure out, you know, who, who could really execute the client projects at really high quality and meshed with our team and was really organized as an agency, you have so much pressure to really get results for a client really quickly, like usually within three months, that's what the clients expect um, pretty much across the board, especially nowadays. So you have to have the right people there to kind of execute that. And then once you have those people and you're scaling further, the next thing is really like process optimization, which is a lot more um, focused on operations, the operational side of the business, which is like a whole other area as well that I kind of had to dive into and, and learn and, um, you know, figure out how to delegate more or how can we optimize this or that. Um, just as like an example, um, a year ago, I just was realizing it this week, um, a year ago, uh, the amount of money that we could put back into our own internal marketing is like 75% higher now versus when it was last year, which is crazy because we're making the same amount of money this year. <laughs> so wow. actually that just shows like the amount of optimization that has happened uh, it, it, within one year to be able to do that because we've just become that much more efficient and I don't have investors. I don't want investors. Um, it's all like, I just reinvest the profits back into our own marketing. And so that's really exciting to, um, have that opportunity to, um, really apply, you know, things that we know and, and we've learned from clients to our own business as well. And I believe in the power of marketing. So it's like, you know, follow through with what you say and there you go to it will work for us too <laughs> yeah okay so you mentioned a lot of learnings a lot of new skills that you needed to learn yeah. um and like still learning and a lot of challenges yeah. like even when you started as a freelancer and now as an agency owner but on the daily basis how does it feel <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's exciting on the one hand, um, because it is always something new. Like there will literally, I can promise you, there will never be a dull day in my work <laughs> because there will always be something new I could be learning, something new I could be doing, um, something that could be improved on. There's always lots of little fires that have to be put out as well in the meantime. But on the other hand, that part of it can also feel overwhelming sometimes, like I can't keep up. Um, and I have to mode switch a lot, which is um, very difficult to have like the pressure of the business on myself and then also mode switching. Um, if anyone is unfamiliar with that term, basically it means like you have to switch between very different types of tasks in a very short amount of time versus having like things um, blocked out to kind of help you concentrate. But that's difficult for me to do because of my role type you know if we just have like a project manager who's who's running one client they're kind of doing the same kind of stuff every day but I have to do in one day maybe like accounting um budgeting for our um internal marketing campaigns um a speaking event or like a networking event like this for example um maybe sometimes having a difficult discussion with a client about maybe there's been a problem I'm kind of called in like to 
negotiate when there's big problems. So I get the worst of the problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which can Who be else? difficult. <laughs> exactly. Like there's no one else, you know. So <laughs> so it can be a lot of like different things throughout the day that I'm doing. Um, I contribute a lot of content as well to the big marketing platforms, you know, some search engine journals, search engine land, etc. Um, and so I'm also doing content writing too. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a lot of like different stuff throughout the day, which can sometimes be overwhelming. But I will say the way that I work now is much, much better compared to two or even three years ago, um, especially uh, separating myself from the client work. I think that was the big thing, like having both the pressure of the business and having to participate very actively or even control client work. That was just too much pressure and, and and too much to try to move around and endless meetings also. That's 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 one of the biggest things that's changed is now I'm down to like one meeting a day, usually, sometimes two. Um, whereas it used to be five, six meetings a day, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is crazy. But you know, you gotta grind in the beginning to really build things up. So I'm I'm much happier now um with the situation that I have. Um versus where I was a few years ago, for sure. Yeah. And as we can see, it doesn't matter like if you are agency owner or just just starting the SEO or like you're SEO manager, you have like these uh, overwhelming feelings and uh, definitely usually it's like more like good things but definitely stress frustration and overwhelming is something that is a part of the uh, SEO professionals jobs doesn't matter like which level so if if, when people are feeling uh, overwhelmed what would you like to advise how you how what kind of like uh, activities or like what should they do So I think the first question to ask is what overwhelms me? Because that answer is different for different people. So for me, actually, in fact, meetings overwhelm me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So the first thing for me was just to try to really reduce my meetings. um, Because, yeah, as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm an introvert. And so when I have a meeting, especially a one-to-one or or a small group meeting um, where I have to participate and speak a lot, that's a lot of energy for me. And so I have to try to reduce that. So I have energy for other things, not just like to get my work done, but also in my private life, you know, to have energy to go and like, make dinner, you know, and spend time with my husband and, you know, watch a movie without falling asleep. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of the first thing is, you know, if, if something is really overwhelming you, then try to find a way to reduce it or separate, you know, yourself from it a little bit. And I think the other thing that has really um, been quite a big mindset shift, and I do really credit living in Germany to have a big influence on this, as well as my husband, who's Turkish. So he's a lot more like spontaneous and, you know, like work is not so important. And I, I can really appreciate this because in America, we are so like, you know, live to work. Everything is work, 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 work. Um, I was really reminded um, about this when I went to visit my family this summer and just like people just work, 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 work. They don't, they don't quit. They don't take breaks. You know, maybe if you get a few vacation days, you're still working half the time. And I've really 
really, really tried to shift away from that kind of work because I think life is so short. And now my big emphasis is actually much more on my private life um, than it is on my work life. And that's benefited my work life because I'm less overwhelmed there because I've said like, this side is my work life, but this side is my private life. And my private life is just as important. You know, that six o'clock dinner that I have with friends, I'm going to take just as seriously as that two o'clock meeting that I have, you know, with a, a discovery call or something like that. So I think that's helped giving me a lot more balance and, and just being able to like exercise and things like that more. Um, I have a lot more energy for that when I have less meetings. So that's been really nice to kind of shift a lot more toward that and get some space, be in nature more. So that's like my big goal for the rest of this year, especially is just to spend as much time as I can before the weather gets like insanely cold Oh yeah, to be in nature. So I'm even, I'm heading out tomorrow to a, a nature reservation and going hiking for the next week. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a thing because when SEO professionals are feeling overwhelmed by like all new projects or the way the clients or like with SEO changes, like it's very hard for them to actually stop working and take some time off, take some activities yeah. outside of the work, especially if you are working from home and then like you're just continuing like be in the same basically environment. So that moment and that is something that it's very hard to understand for them. You really need to stop working if you are overwhelmed because yes. if you are seeing that uh, your clients are not getting the results and you are so stressed, learning more about SEO or like implementing new techniques will not help even with your clients or like definitely will not help yep. you. But that moment to actually stop working is almost impossible, especially because in these situations, people are uh, already burned out and they yep. can't cl think clearly. And I remember on our initial call, you actually mentioned that two years ago, you have been like burned out, if I remember yep. correctly. So what was the moment that you actually realize that you're in the burnout and how did you help yourself I think that's a difficult question for a person with my personality type because I'm very much an overachiever so mm -hmm. um, I have difficulty to recognize when I'm doing too much until I'm like way way too far down that road and I I don't know that it was necessarily a moment when I realized I was burnt out, but I think I just kind of realized how many hours I was working and how stressed I felt. And I started to get also some health issues from this, of course, when you work that long and under that much stress. And I just knew that I needed somehow to kind of make some changes. And the biggest thing that was the most helpful for me actually was um, brainstorming with my team because um, they're they're super super awesome and have you know such great ideas and I'm very lucky to have them because I can come to them and be like you know like this thing that I'm doing is taking like so much time you know how can we try to optimize this somehow um, can I delegate this off to someone else can you know can someone else do this can we change this process somehow to help that and that's made such a big difference 
we actually set aside a budget every month for operations. And that has made a huge difference in everything in the business. I mean, how we've been able to scale, how efficiently we get everything done um, for our clients, for um, hiring new people. That was one thing that was a very, very big um, time drain for sure. Um, recruiting and hiring, um, getting the client work done, um, running our own marketing campaigns. How can we optimize that? So I think that was the most helpful thing was just, you know, figuring out how to take some of the very time consuming things off my plate, you know, find ways of um, reducing a meeting with something. Um, one, for example, was we used to have this meeting where all of the project managers would talk about their projects and then we would talk about leads and then we would talk about, you know, problems within the projects and it would last like two hours and it was very long. And we decided actually to change that to what's known as traffic lights in, um, in, in uh, project management. And so basically now the project managers instead submit a report of how a project is going. And if there's something they feel like they wanna talk about in a group, we only have that now like once every two months. And so um, they can kind of come with some bigger ideas there if they need some help. Um, but otherwise we kind of just are writing to each other, you know, within this reporting system, which makes things much more efficient. And I actually was much more clued in to what we were doing with the clients because of this, because I could get a written format. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a template for this also. It's another way that we've helped speed it up. So there's a template for everything. And then, you know, if someone still has a problem and they want to talk, then I'm always there for them. So, um, and that does happen sometimes, uh, which uh, you, were, you were mentioning um, when you're feeling overwhelmed, that's when you need to stop working. I had to, <laughs> I actually gave this advice to one of my project managers. It was two weeks ago. We've had a very difficult client um, to work with. And it was like Friday afternoon and she was so tired from this. And it's, this client is just very frustrating. The circumstances it's, it's mainly um, with their, their budgeting system that is putting pressure on our contact and our contact is then putting pressure on us. And it's kind of like a trickle down pressure. And I just told her like, let's just talk about this next week. You go rest, drink some wine, you know, <laughs> Have a nice evening drunk. with your friends or whatever you want to do. And just don't think about this for the next like three days. <laughs> and then yeah. we came back and talked next week and she was like a totally different person. So <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah because different. yeah, sometimes <laughs> when we are having a, a problem, like we are too focused on the problem and like, uh, yeah. we, it's like unclear what is solution, but we really need to step back and just like do some other activities get that clarity in our mind and then uh, approach the problem again, like from the totally like different perspective, yeah. because if you're stuck in the problem and you don't see the solution, like taking more time will, will not definitely help you to now see, see the, the, the solution. So, Absolutely. so uh, uh, you mentioned the, yeah, when I was uh, listening to you, uh, but the the key point here that you have done is actually you you took that responsibility 
to share with your team and talk with your team like, hey, these things are taking so much time. We need to reorganize. Do you have any ideas? But the, the biggest issue what I'm seeing across SEO professionals is actually they, they are not taking that responsibility that it's mm-hmm. on them to delegate, to reshift, to reorganize their work, to tell their managers, to tell them their team members. Because uh, if you're just thinking and hoping that every uh, maybe that your manager or uh, any other team member will help you without knowing, that's the huge problem because yeah. you really need to take that and see that you are in charge of uh, making uh, some like di- different things around this. So I really want to highlight that kind of like responsibility for people who are going to listen this to actually, if you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed, actually it's your, unfortunately, and like maybe it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing because if I'm um, feeling that I'm not happy in the position, like my responsibility is to actually talk talk with my manager because my manager definitely has like a lot of on her plate and maybe yeah. she's not just like seeing seeing that. So take that responsibility to actually make your position much better and much more suitable to actually what you need. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good advice. I think it's particularly difficult for women to do this because a lot of us are really taught to kind of put a burden of of doing lots of things around ourselves and not really complain about it. And just kind of, you know, try to make everyone happy and, you know, don't be this loud person who's, you know, complaining about things. And I so I think that can be particularly difficult for women, but no one can read your mind, you know. So if you're struggling with something, if you're feeling overwhelmed, then try to talk to someone about it. I mean, I know I'm in a lucky scenario in this case and that I'm like the boss. So, you know, no one is telling me you know, be quiet or anything. Um, You know, if I worked in house, I could foresee having that conversation could be more difficult. You know, if I'm a junior SEO, and then, you know, maybe I'm talking to the head of content or something like this and, and asking for their support, that could feel a little bit intimidating. But, you know, they're not gonna know that you might have an issue or are struggling without saying anything. So I know it's difficult, but I think, that in itself is also a big confidence booster if you learn how to talk about your feelings and, you know, try to I think another thing is try to just be proactive with it as well, you know, so if you're struggling with something, maybe consider um, some solutions to that, even if they're not 100% correct or off the wall, you know, try to brainstorm a little bit, and then come to this kind type of conversation with um, some ideas in mind. And if you're struggling even to get there, talk to one of your friends first or someone in your family or something like this. Just brainstorm with them, you know, verbally say things. That makes such a big difference to actually say things out loud versus just, you know, in our heads over and over again. And I think that's going to get you at least a step forward. But yeah, no one is going to give you something without you asking for it. That's just the way the world works. Yeah. So you have to stand up for yourself for sure. 
And also that is just like negative tendency across the community and the world that actually saying that you are not feeling good is actually something that is your weakness. Yeah. But I definitely think that uh, if you are able to express your feelings and thoughts and like even if you are aware what is happening to you is actually much more uh, as a strength because then you are all also uh, be able to groove that and maybe to see in other people and then like you're becoming even like uh, better for some management positions because you you had that in the in your experience but also you are able to recognize that with your team members and definitely like if you are expressing these feelings and thoughts definitely um, it's making you a better uh, not just like a person but better employees and better management manager if you would like to grow in that position because you you are able to communicate actually and we know that how yeah. the communication is so crucial with um any kind of like seo clients that's metal clients yeah. or like team members that we are having because if we are not communicating something that is for us how we will be able to communicate that for the clients and have that kind of like negotiation because like every SE report is actually negotiation negotiation uh, with the with the client <laughs> yeah. and like selling selling yourself SEO points with what we need to do, what we need to prioritize, we need to get the budget for the content creation. So if you are not able to actually grow your soft skills in the in the way, um, just like and practicing on yourself is the most easiest way. And just uh, I want to add actually, uh, and that is a huge test even for your company and com uh, culture fit because if you are communicating that you are not feeling good about some things and like nobody is there to support you, maybe you will think about changing your position and like finding a company that is actually there for you. And uh, if manager is helping you in this situation, then definitely you would see and you would be. Uh, you will make that decision to actually stay with a longer with this company because you have so yeah. much supportive manager because maybe even like worse things will come to you and if you don't have a supportive team like how you can how you can like be there so in, yep. in, I know it's hard I know it seems that actually they will fire you or they will think that you are not good employee but actually uh 90% of the the rest of the um, tests and like uh, things that you will get by communicating this is much more beneficial for, for everybody's position than they are just thinking. But it's just like, I would say, mindset thing that you think that uh, someone will think that you are not good employee or something like that. But it's totally opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's really too, uh, really important. And, you know, so much in SEO is about communication. Like, I, I liked what you said about this. Uh, every report is a negotiation, you know, because there's so many different ways to interpret data and summarize data and talk about data and talk about how you apply that data. And so I think communication is probably half of the job in SEO, really. Um, the other half is the data and the writing. But really 50% is just, you know, how do you work with your team? Um, are you talking about where you have struggles, where you can improve? How are you discussing data? Um, how are you discussing 
how you're learning things as well. That's one of the biggest things I think, um, especially for someone who's newer to SEO. Like I, I have so much empathy <laughs> for people learning SEO now from scratch because when when I started it was much easier like I will really honestly say that it has gotten so much more complicated now and so technical that it's like oh yeah what, what will be the next stage <laughs> what will be the next stage well I mean now we all have to learn AI you know like overnight it was just yeah that's like a whole other like topic that we could probably do a whole session on uh, the overwhelm around AI um, but you know, it's, it's just important to, to kind of voice your concerns and things and, and make sure you do have the opportunity to keep learning. Um, definitely that's one of the biggest suggestions I would have for someone who's, who's starting out nowadays, no matter whether you're freelance or in-house or however you're working, you know, just try to take every opportunity you can to learn and, you know, communicate that you want to learn more because that's really what's going to bring you forward. Yeah, but also it's important um, from which place that learning more is coming from. Because if if you're learning more just like to fix your insecurities and uh, for mm. clients to be happy, then definitely while you are learning all these things, yeah. you will be stressed. But when you are learning like from the place that you are feeling good about yourself today, but definitely you want to reach like big uh, SEO, like career goals, then that learning is from like more being curious and then you're mm -hmm. feeling good while you are, uh, while you are learning. But um, uh, otherwise it will be so stressful. And if you're not fixing like these insecurities, then even like after a few years of the experience, you will still feel that like it's not good enough, um, that you are insecure. And then just like that imposter syndrome is just growing and growing. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think for someone in that position, then just uh, join a, a group like ours. <laughs> and that will really help you not to feel imposter syndrome, or at least reduce it a little bit. I, I know um, this group has made such a big impact on my life, just having this space where I feel comfortable to talk about things and, and get to know a lot of people really closely. Um, I've been to a lot of the conferences, and I've, I've actually I think I'm probably one of the close to founding members. Um, there wasn't so wow. many people in the group when it restarted. I think a few hundred, I want to say, when I joined, if I had a guess. So that's been pretty cool to see, you know, how much impact this group has made over time and how much it's grown. And Arish just, she has done such amazing things. She's honestly one of my biggest marketing inspirations. And okay. just like women inspirations as well. Like I, she is so awesome. And I, yeah, I can't say that enough, um, how awesome she is and how grateful I am that she created this kind of group. Because I think if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, like come here and we're, we're yeah. happy to help you. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know anyone who actually Arige is not like real inspiration and like motivation, yeah. like in the SEO industry. <laughs> so basically she is the synonym for uh, inspiration and support for the SEO yes. community. Basically like yes. Arige, uh, the most supportive like woman in the SEO industry. So it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. She's she's an amazing lady. So yeah. I'm just excited to see what she does next. Everything she does is awesome. So Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> All right. So for the end, I really 
would like to highlight the work-life balance. And I know that we uh, mentioned that on our initial call and I really loved what yeah. you say. So uh, what you do to have that work-life balance and like even you mentioned some, some of the things, but what do you think has the biggest impact for for having that balance between uh, these two? Because just one thing, a lot of uh, just like freelancers, solo entrepreneurs, agency owners have a huge pain to actually leave uh, their jobs yeah. because they are so afraid that like nobody will actually uh, take their job in like all these things. So um, how you manage yeah. to have work-life balance? Yeah, I mean, I guess in my case, it was really um, the main reason that I scaled was because I was doing way too much myself. It was like, you know, either I have to reduce the work that I'm doing, which I was like, I, I don't really want to do that. You you can, though. I mean, more power to you. If you're if you just want like a couple clients, you're happy with that. Perfectly fine. You don't need to go the scaling route. But I really wanted to try to get more out of it because I, I thought there was a pretty big opportunity. And I had spent so many hours building things up myself and I didn't want to reduce it. And so um, scaling things out was really the best way that I could do that because having people that I could delegate things to and now that run like entire client projects allows me to have the space to focus on, you know, the primary things of, of the business, like the sales um, and the accounting and then, you know, ideas for our own marketing. And I try not to let it get really past that stage. And because of that, then my work hours are less. So I am able to have a lot more time in my private life, um, you know, to do things, a lot more time to go on holiday. Um, you know, two years ago, I, it was so difficult to go on holiday. It was crazy. Um, you know, and I went to the U.S. Uh, this summer for nearly three months and I only worked part time. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that was really amazing. Um, I've also stopped working Fridays. I haven't worked Fridays in probably a year. So that that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I love that. Just, I remember. <laughs> uh, Fridays are just not my day. I don't know what it is, but I just like anytime that I had meetings on Fridays, I was just like a brain dead zombie. So I knew that that was the day I had to cut out <laughs> and it has been amazing. So I'm I'm a huge fan of the four day work week. If if anyone you know can make that happen for themselves and it works for you, go for it because it really works for me. And so yeah, just being able to have that space, um, you know, to do things and that flexibility to, um, you know, go get coffee and cake, which is a big thing in Germany, like with my husband or with friends, you know, in the middle of the day sometimes, or, um, you know take like a Thursday through Monday to go on like a short trip somewhere or something like this, I have a lot more flexibility to do that. And it, and it's really great. So I think getting to work-life balance, everyone kind of has to answer that for themselves uh, because what that means is different things for different people and how much time you want to work. Um, one of the biggest influences on when I started to consider this I had a business coach and she asked me, I mean, what's your ideal like work life, <laughs> you know? And, and she was like, make it concrete, like number of hours, like, what do you want to do? You know, otherwise in your free time, like what hobby do you want? How much time do you want with your friends or whatever? And she made me kind of put it in like really concrete terms. And 
she was like, okay, now make that like your goal. That's what you're going to get to. So I would say I'm pretty close right now. And that's been a year and a half. So that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically, that is the same that I'm talking my uh, SEO clients on the co- mindset coaching, just like basically go and write your perfect day, how it looks mm-hmm. like. And then see like how many of these activities you already have in your day and what needs to be like improved or reorganized to have it that your perfect day. And firstly, that is a very good thing because we realize then a lot of things we already doing in our everyday that it's in our like dream dream day. And also it's very, it makes very clear what you need to reorganize in your day to actually have that perfect day for yourself. And just like small steps. Uh, The the thing here is actually people don't realize that even like with the small steps, you are making a huge difference. Even having a coffee like for 30 minutes in your day from 12 to 1230, if you don't have like meetings or just like small walk or like any like gym classes just like for 45 minutes it's better to maybe stay longer at the work but if you have that break quality break in you in your day then definitely it improves the quality of the work day and then like everything starts to shift absolutely yeah I think that's the big thing is like really concretely writing it out like I want to work this many hours I want to have this much time for my private life I want to you know make this hobby a priority to have time for this make it really concrete and then you know what you want to work towards and then you can find out you know how can I shift some things that's the point when I went to my team and was like this thing is taking me too much time like what do you you know what do you suggest that we do how can we improve on this and so I I, yeah again I'm really lucky just to have um, people like that around me that were able to help so well and it's made such a big difference I think they are very lucky to have you as a boss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that's definitely. All right. Thank you so much for this conversation. I really think it will help people who are facing these kinds of challenges to just like move and be one step closer to their dream job or dream day. So thank you so much for joining the SEO Happy Hour sessions. And uh, I wish you very good luck in scaling your business and scaling your life-work balance in the future. Thank you. I so. love that. Yes, that is, that, that's the way it is now. <laughs> yes. All right. So thank you so much and uh, have a great night. Thank you. You too.